What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys have had a fantastic weekend, and guess what? Welcome to the month of August. How crazy is it that time is moving so fast, and yet in 2020, it seems like time is moving so slow. It's really quite crazy. Be that as it may, I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're enjoying your summer and uh, you're going to make the most of this month. I definitely hope that you will do that. A big shout out to everybody who joins us, of course, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us there. You guys have been very, very active as of late. We really, really appreciate that. Shout out to everybody who is subscribed to our podcast, who joins our podcast on a regular basis. Yeah, that's you shouting you out today. Really appreciate all that you do to support what we're doing here at The Faction. Do me a favor. Leave a comment and rate this podcast on the podcast platform that you are listening to us on right now. It allows others to find out what's happening here and uh, definitely puts us in front of more eyes. So by all means, do that. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, share it with others. Trust me, there's enough of us to go around. Well, a couple of quick things you want to do before we get into the news. First and foremost, shout out to our top three cities from last week. At number three, it's Loma Linda, California. Number two, it's Cibolo, Texas. And the number one city for this week is New Orleans, Louisiana. Pretty dope to see that happening. Taking a look at the month of July, of course, we saw all sorts of uh, unique folks there in the top three for the week. But for the month, here's what it looks like. At number three, it's Edgware in the UK. That's the number three city for the month of July. The number two city is West Palm Beach, Florida. And the number one city just edging them out is in Humble, Texas. And our top three countries for the month would be Ireland at number three, the UK at number two. And of course, the U.S. at number one. So I share that with you to let you know that what we're doing really is making an international impact. And I'm pretty amped about that. And you should be, too, as part of our faction universe. All right, let's get down to the news, because that's what you're really here for. First of all, SmackDown took place over the weekend. And uh, let's talk about its ratings, because it dropped a bit. From the previous week, the previous week saw it at 1.971 million viewers. This past Friday, they brought in 1.892 million viewers. And it's kind of interesting because it was a fairly stacked card. It started off with an Intercontinental Championship match. That's uh, AJ Styles successfully defend over Grand Metalik in what was a really solid match. We got to see Big E really step away from the New Day for a little bit. To start uh, his resurging solo career, we ended with a women's title match that saw Bailey successfully defend the SmackDown Women's Championship against Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross pushes Alexa Bliss. It could be a bit of a breakup there. But then Alexa Bliss gets a visit from, of all people, The Fiend. The Fiend attacks Alexa Bliss. And yet we're wondering what the connection could be. Well, if you remember the Swamp Fight, of course, that's where we saw Alexa Bliss kind of as Sister Abigail or maybe Sister Alexa. Could we see something happening here? I think there's real possibility. Let me also say this. I do think that we've been kind of tough on WWE, and rightfully so. They are, uh, by all accounts and measurements, the number one wrestling company uh, in this industry. But yet... I think that we don't necessarily allot for or account for 
the improvements that they're making. I think the weekly programs of Raw and SmackDown are legitimately getting better. Perhaps it's because Edge and Daniel Bryan have joined those respective creative writing teams. That's a possibility. But one of the things that I've noticed on SmackDown consistently is SmackDown kind of has a Saturday night's main event feel to it. If you remember Saturday night's main event as a franchise, it would always start with these really quick snippet interviews at the top of the show from folks who were going to be on that card. Uh, you'd always hear from you know both parties in a given match, and they always had some really solid matches. They started again this week with an Intercontinental Championship match. They ended with a women's title match. Uh, it all felt very Saturday night's main event-ish to me. If you remember Saturday night's main event, let me know what you think about that observation. Uh, but that's one of the things I'm really liking about SmackDown, that it has a different feel than what happens on Monday Night Raw. So shout out to the team there. I hope more folks will be able to get behind what they're seeing. That, of course, will be if WWE continues to be consistent with the content they're showing. Again, we've seen this movie before. Go back to the Attitude Era. WWE got whipped for 83 consecutive weeks by WCW. That wasn't always a sign that WCW had a better show. It was just that WWE needed to consistently put out a great product enough for people to turn their heads from the NWO and all that was happening in WCW to pay attention to the good things that were happening in WWE. Perhaps we'll see that happen again. Um, it's not necessarily turning their attention from AEW as much as it is turning their attention from everything else on pro wrestling to watch Raw or SmackDown or even be invested in both. Speaking of AEW and NXT, taking a quick look at the Wednesday Night War, it was a very interesting presentation from both crews as AEW once again gets a win over NXT. AEW pulled in 773,000 viewers. Now that's down from the previous week of 845,000 viewers. Meanwhile, NXT saw an uptick of 92,000 viewers, finishing the night at 707,000 viewers. So the gap is starting to close between AEW and NXT. It's AEW's third consecutive win over NXT. But again, the gap is shortening as both shows Again, put on some fantastic efforts. We saw on the NXT side of things that they had a great qualifying match, a triple threat match for the North American Championship ladder match that's going to happen at TakeOver 30. And again, one of the things that's intriguing about NXT is we're getting new talent in the title hunt. We saw Bronson Reed win last week. This week, it's Dexter Loomis. As it looks like a number of the stars from the breakout tournament from NXT are now getting great opportunities. In case you missed it, I want to kind of run you through that because you'd be surprised to see how many of them are really making impacts in NXT right now. Part of that journey was... Angel Garza, who right now is on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Bronson Reed, again, who's going into that championship tournament. Cameron Grimes has been getting a significant push. Dexter Loomis, of course, is a part of the tournament now. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, who has been a big part of what's happening in the cruiserweight division. Joaquin Wild, who is now part of El Legado de Fantasma, along with the NXT cruiserweight champion Santos Escobar 
The only ones that have not been mentioned from this eight-person tournament is Boa, who uh, is from China, and Jordan Miles, formerly known as ACH, who we know uh, has left the company. Ironically, he was the winner of the breakout tournament. So it's incredible to see that six of the eight stars in that tournament have really broken out and done some incredible things. So congratulations to all of them, and congratulations to NXT. On the AEW Dynamite side, we saw... Uh, the debut of two former WWE superstars, one being Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder. And then we saw Arian Andrew, formerly known as Cameron. Remember the Funkadactyls? Cameron and Naomi? Yeah, she's an AEW and is going to be the tag team partner of Nyla Rose for the women's tag team tournament that's coming up a little bit later this year. So, admittedly, I think some of those debuts are a little underwhelming. Um, Arian was not a great wrestler in WWE. Uh, we kind of forgot about her, to be honest with you. And I thought she had left the wrestling business altogether. So this will be interesting to see if she's gotten any better and what that will do for the women's division in AEW, who does have some pretty significant wrestlers, but their division needs growth to compare to what's happening in NXT. On the other side of it, Zack Ryder was a steady Eddie in WWE. His crowning moment, of course, being at WrestleMania 32, where he won the Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match. Now, his title reign lasted a day, but it still happened. So shout out to him. He was an internet champion of sorts and uh, a former tag team champion as well on multiple occasions. But uh, he looks different. He looks like he's bulked up. He wants to be taken a bit more seriously going by his birth name, Matt Cardona. And uh, what will that equate to in AEW? I don't know. I don't know that I see Matt Cardona as a main event star or Ariana Andrew for that matter. But we'll see. It'll be interesting to see uh, what they have the opportunity to accomplish in AEW. A couple of other quick things before we get out of here today. Uh, our thoughts and prayers go to the family of Mark Rollerball Rocco, who passed away at the age of 69. He's a fourth generation wrestler who became renowned for his grappling exploits around the world, competing as the original masked Black Tiger and winning the WWE Junior Heavyweight Championship. It was also a part of New Japan Pro Wrestling and was an inspiration for William Regal and several others and certainly was one of the leaders of the cruiserweight movement all the way back in the late 70s and early 80s. A native of Manchester, England, he competed against incredible wrestlers such as Jushin Thunder Liger, the Dynamite Kid, Tiger Mask, and Fit Finley. So our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Mark Rollerball Rocco, who passed away at age 69. Well, the way the circle of life goes is as one leaves, another one enters. And so we offer our congratulations to the Bella Twins. Of course, earlier this year, they were inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. They also both announced that they were pregnant simultaneously. And as things happen with twins, they had their babies one day apart. Nikki Bella welcomed her first child into the world this past Friday on July the 31st. Meanwhile, on Saturday, August the 1st, her sister Brie Bella and husband Daniel Bryan welcomed their second child into the world and guess what both of the Bellas 
birthed boys. So congratulations to the newest members of the Bella Army. And uh, yeah, shout out to them and definitely our thoughts and prayers and blessings to them as uh, now they get ready to uh, raise more children. The second child for Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella, the first for Nikki Bella and her fiance, Artem Chigvintsev. So uh, congratulations to them. We're so excited for both of them. And if you follow the story of Nikki Bella, she's always wanted to be married and a mom. Well, she's a mom and is on her way to marriage. I love seeing dreams come true. Yes. And so congratulations to the Bella twins, both of them welcoming brand new babies into the world over the weekend. All right. We're going to get out of here. Let us know what you think about all that we talked about on today's episode. You can do that by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at The Faction Show. Of course, remain subscribed to our podcast. And if you're just joining us, click that subscribe button as well. If you missed our episode last week, You've got to go back and check it out as we talked about the complicated legacy of Vince McMahon. One of the clips that we shared on Instagram has gotten a lot of attention as the returning Brandon Clack talked about who he believed was the greatest character ever created by WWE. If you've missed it, you got to go back and check that out. That clip alone has had a lot of people talking. You can check out the full audio podcast right here in our archives. And you can check out the enhanced video podcast on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Faction Show. All right. Have an amazing Monday. Start your week off in a great way. And uh, talk about this all throughout the day. I think it'll be fantastic. We've got more news that you can use coming on our social media. In the meantime, though, we're going to get out here to get our day started as hopefully you have done as well until next time it's your man gb representing for my good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and john murray collectively we're known as the faction